Today's shir is Lili Nishmas Shalom, Pastor Mordechai Levi. And actually today is, today is the Yorzeit, right? Today is the Yorzeit. And uh, Jacob is sponsoring. Okay, so the topic today was waiting between the milk and meats. And the, of course, the motivation to talk about that is the beginning of the Parsha. We have the Malachim visit Avraham. And the Pasuk talks about the fact that he gave them both milk and meat. So, uh, and so the Mephorshim talked about exactly how was that possible. And there are two suggestions to, to explain it. One is that the Malachim are not high in the mitzvahs, and they, therefore there's no problem with them having milk and meat. Um, but the other suggestion is if you look at the order of the Pasuk, it says that he gave them milk and then he gave them meat. So here's Makwa to give it. The order should be first milkix and then flashix, because the issues are more from flashix to milkix than they are from milkix to flashix. So let's talk about actually the, the, what people don't know so much is the issues from going from milkix to flashix. What is required and what's not required. And then we'll go back to the other direction. So from going to milchix to flashix, this simple understanding seems to be that there's, there's no requirements. Um, so that's not 100% correct. That's clear in the Gomorrah that if a person would have a milchix mill and then go to a flashiga mill, that he would have to do certain things. Number one, he would have to do what's known as kinuach and hadacha. He has to clean, clean out his mouth. There shouldn't be actual milk cheese particles in his mouth when he's going from, from, from milchix to flashix. Now, if he just drank milk, he didn't eat cheese, so that the person say already then he would not have to do kinuach and hadach. It's enough to do to do hadach. Kinuach means to cleanse it out uh, with with some type of a food, and then hadach means to wash it out with a liquid. So he should drink a liquid between the milk before he eats. The, he moves it to flashings. What about washing one's hands? So, so if you had cheese, you would actually have to eat something in between, or washing with. So, if you have cheese, so so we'll we'll get we'll get to that. So there's going to be, so there's going to we're going to talk about actually that there are four four requirements. Number one, you have to make you have to change the tablecloth. You can't eat the same tablecloth from milk to then flashings. Um, you have to wash your hands. Make sure that your hands are clean. There's no residue of, of something milk on your hands going from milk to flashlights. You have to clean out your mouth, which we said there is kinuach and adacha. And I will discuss. You have to make some type of a separation between the milk meal and the flashlight meal. So those are maybe the four areas that we're going to try and touch on. So the tablecloth is pretty straightforward. You change your tablecloth and you're very happy. Regards to kinuch and adacha, so kinuch means that you clean out your mouth by eating a food, and the point of that is that the food, as it moves around the mouth, it, it breaks free all the little particles of cheese which are there in the mouth, so you can then um, wash them away with the drink that you have afterwards. So the order specifically should be kinuch first, and then hadacha. The Gemara says that doing kinuch it has to be something which doesn't stick to your palate, doesn't stick to the roof of your mouth, because that doesn't really move around so well. So some types of food that are sort of like pasty, those are not good things. Some types of some vegetables, the more it says something which is like a, just a a floured based thing which wasn't baked. Dates, the more it says you can't use dates because they stick to you, they get sticky and they just sort of, they don't really clean out so well. So a person would do eat, eat even like crackers that kind of stick to your teeth and stuff to get. In general, I think crackers seem to be accepted. You know, bread is accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do you do quinoa, you eat that, you move it around your mouth, and you should swallow it because this way it also cleans out towards the back of the mouth. And then you have um, some type of liquid afterwards. Uh, any liquid is acceptable. There's a minute by some chassidim that their makbadavka should be something alcoholic because <laughs> why do you have an excuse to have something alcoholic? Mm-hmm. No, because it, they hold it, it, it cleans better. But the, in general, it, it's not really required. This is Rick who says that specifically it should be something which is which is 
uh, as the Chassidim would call mashka, it's something which is, has a the, but the retrigger those bring such a shita, um, and then the chassidim are makbed on that. But in general, that's not a, that's not required in halacha. So if the person would have something with his cheese, so a person would have to do kinuch hadacha. A person is just having drinking milk, he would just have to do hadacha. Regardless of washing hands, so you have to wash your hands because we're, again we're concerned about the residue, any type of residue on the hands. So a few things: if a person knows for sure that he has nothing on his hands, he did not touch the food at all, he eats with knife and fork. Um, you're talking to the guy who eats pizza with a knife and fork, so like you know, I get it. Um, and I know for sure that my hands are clean. I don't like getting my hands dirty, uh, so I wouldn't have to wash my hands. Person, if, if it's a daytime and you can expect your hands, it's also reliable. If it's a nighttime or it's a poorly lit area which you can't see, so then you ha- there's a requirement you have to wash your hands. Washing your hands does not mean with a clee, it just means rinsing them to, and rubbing them around to make sure that you don't have to use soap either. It's not required to remove uh, any particles which are there. Um, the halacha does say, even though that bedika is sufficient, or by by if if you have an option of washing and it's easily available, a person should do so. So that's the din rechitza. What's more interesting is the question is, do you have to wait? Um, is there any any time period that you have to wait? Now there is hard, we'll talk about hard cheeses separately, but but a soft cheese or or milk. There's a zayir from the Gemara alone. There's no requirement to wait at all. So a person can eat milk and immediately afterwards turn around and eat flesh. There's a zoyer which says you should not eat milk and flesh in, in the same shah, in one in one hour. So some understand one hour to mean one hour, that the usage, and some means shachat is also used in the language of, of the, the, the Gemara, etc. It means at the same time. It shouldn't be it, it shouldn't be one immediately after the other. So they suggest it's labdafka an hour, but even a half an hour, there should be a, clearly a time lapse between eating the milk and the flesh. The next question which comes up is, do you need to say bracha acharna? Because that's clear. That is clear going from fleshix to milchix. That the more says you, you would you can eat you can only eat it misuda lasuda. You cannot eat fleshix and milchix together in the same meal. So we know that there's a time lapse. Let's say of six hours. Let's say you're going to this major banquet. You know this. And uh, if you ever went to a, a chasta in, in England, right? The chasta can last for six hours very easily. So you ate fleshix at the beginning of the of the, of the chasta, and you decide, you know what, you're not eating any more fleshix. Six hours later, you still have not benched. You cannot eat milchix, even though six hours have elapsed. The, we measure the six hours from fleshix to milchix when the last time you ate fleshix. Not, not when you ended the meal, but not when you benched. It ends when you stopped eating flashings. So I, at 12.30, I ended eating flashings. 6.30, I have no, I have six hours since I ate, ate my flashings. But if I have not benched in between, I cannot eat, cannot eat milk. It cannot be in the same meal. If it's as long as it's one meal, I can't do that. So what about the other way around? I want to start with milk and then go to flashings. Do I have to say bracha for in between? So interestingly enough, there's a, there's a very clear remor that you do not, it's not required. Where is this from? Mothers and Mothers and Hilchis in Arachayim and Simon Top Sadi Dalad, which is the Simon which talks about Shuas. Shuas doesn't get very much in Shulchan Aruch. Um, you have Hilchis uh, Pesel goes till Tuf Peches, and you have Hilchis Sirus Aimer with from Tuf Peches until Tuf Sadi Gimel, and then Hilchis Yomta starts at Tuf Sadi Hey, and Shuas gets one Simon. You know, then at the end of the seven weeks, we have the Yom Tov Shuas. It tells you what Kriyas Atari you have, etc. And it mentions over the remote mentions the minute which we have that p- people would eat milchiks on on Shuas. The remote says why, and this is not the most well known reason. But the remote, who is the one who who gives us over Menhagi Yisrael, says the following reason: that since 
there was a mitzvah on when the mitzvah was standing to bring a korban to get with together was was known, what was known as the shteilechem. There was a mitzvah to bring part of the process of a korban two loaves of chametz. It's the only korban here which has any chametz in it. There was two two and they were brought together with the korban shlomim and shvus. So for zecher for the, to the two lachamim we eat milchiks. So he says, what's the connection? Because the law is, is when you, if, if a person starts a meal with the milchiks or fleshiks, either way, and the bread's on the table, that bread cannot be used for, for a subsequently other gender meal. I can't use a bread on the table for milk milk for fleshiks and vice versa. So now we always make a bracha on lecha mishnah. We don't always eat both le- loaves. But over here, if we start the, start the meal with, flesh, with milchiks, the Ramah says, and the middle of the meal switched to fleshings, you are forced to have two loaves of bread by your meal. The first loaf you use for the milchiks, and the second loaf, you have to switch to the second loaf for the fleshings. So the reason why we, he says the minute was to start the meal with milchiks, and then switch over to fleshings, to force you to have two breads, and this is a zecher for the state, two lechamim brought on shuas, which is brought on shuas, and that's why we eat milchiks on, on shuas. That's what the Ramah said. What was done on shuas? In the time of the Mikdash, one of the Karbonas, together with the Korban, there were two loaves of bread which were brought with it. So the Karban was meat. The Karban was meat. But there, was a, there was a mitzvah of Shteyalechem. So Zechem, for the Shteyalechem, we have milchitz and then fleshik. That's the Ramal's explanation, not because of Harsinai, and not because of Gavnunim, and not because of any of those things. Mm-hmm. Ramal didn't bring any of those reasons. This is the reason that he brings. So he says that the minig actually is not to have a milchitz meal, it's to have a milchitz meal which you switch to fleshiks. It within one meal. Now the Mishabur says over there, according to the Ramah, you do not need to say, you don't, you don't need to, the point is it's in one meal, it means he holds you don't have to bench between the milkers and the fleshings. He does bring, there is a shita that, that you, you're supposed to, the Shlosh says you're supposed to say bench in between, because you can't have both in the same meal. But the Ramah holds that, you, that that's, that's acceptable, and the, the Mishabur seems to say the Kripsak is, you can have milkers and fleshings in the same meal. Now, I can't, I don't know how many people keep this minute, but I, because I, I want so many clients to so keep the minute I undertook years ago, but that's how we do it. And uh, it's always an experience with my guests. First day shuas, they come in, and we start the meal with milchiks. We switch the tablecloth, like we said afterwards. We badafka put the, now the luck is that that luck you have to switch bread, it's only if the bread's on the table. Mm-hmm. So if you're careful to keep the bread off the table, i.e., on the, on the, on the challah board or whatever it is, you don't have to switch. So you have to put the bread on the table. And we have to, you know, eat it with milchiks. And we have to, have to wash our hands in the middle. We have to, have to do a and a We have to, have to do all those things. Because this is a good way to teach Allah to everybody. <laughs> so everybody says, wow, I never did that. I never knew I've heard this before in my life. So at least once a year, somebody gets, gets a lesson in this. So that's the Ramah in, in, uh, by Shuas. So again, so the review of a person will be going from milchiks to fleshiks. So according to something, he has to say, Mishra Bursin said that that's not the din. Um, you definitely have to change the tablecloth. The bread would have to change if the bread was on the table. You have to change the bread. You have to wash your hands, assuming that you didn't you, you didn't keep you know for sure, unless you know for sure that your hands are clean. You have to wash your hands, and you do kino eating something and then drinking something, and that's what would be changing from milchiks to flesh. Now, what about hard cheese? So this is all talking about um, soft cheese, or, 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 or I mean, we said drinking milk. You, you, you don't have to do it. You just have to do hadach is sufficient. Hard cheese, however, is more complicated. Hard, hard cheese, the, there's, the, there is a mention already in the Ramah, and then the shach of the Taz to define what that means. Um, the assumption is hard cheese means a cheese which just have been aged at least six months, or they used to use um, some type of a worm. 
which would crawl in the cheese and help it, it would help it age. It must have released some type of uh, enzyme, which would cause the, the, so the cheese is aged and therefore it has a stronger flavor. And because it's a stronger flavor, you cannot go from milk to flesh. You have to wait the, the time lapse the, of from the equivalent of flesh to milk which will assume is six hours. So what types of cheese are considered aged cheese? The Parmesan actually is an aged cheese. That's the problem. Cheddar cheddar comes both ways. What's interesting is Swiss cheese also comes both ways. So real bona fide Swiss cheese from Switzerland is an aged cheese. Um, The holes in the Swiss cheese come through the aging process. As it ages, the holes get bigger because it doesn't cut so well, so America came up with a way to have Swiss cheese which was not aged. And therefore the holes are smaller and you can cut it easier because like America likes to do everything like sort of artificial, you know? So the Swiss cheese in America is not really Swiss cheese, you know? So Swiss cheese in America does not require waiting. But if you get Swiss cheese from Switzerland, you would have to wait uh, six hours in between. There is a safari called Yad Yehuda which says, it's all talking about you're eating the cheese um, and the cheese is distinct and independent. But in a case where it's an ingredient, it gets mixed in with other foods, you don't, even though it's a hard cheese, you do not need to wait. Now, when well, it's called you, mixed in. Okay, that's what we're about to get to. What, or that, that's a, or something. Is that it's something like you put Parmesan on your lasagna and you're eating it together. So, so see, if it's clearly distinct and separate, let's say you, know, you, 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 make, a, you, know, you make a pizza and you use, you use Parmesan for the top of your pizza, mm-hmm. So that's clearly distinct and separate. It's a layer of cheese on top. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about it gets, it gets mixed in like an ingredient. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so if a person would have hard cheese, then he has to do the other requirements as well, but he has to... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that back. He, the bracha he's going to require the bracha issue because it's misuda lasuda. Kinuch um, we do not require kinuch from, from in the six-hour wait because we assume within, within the six hours... Everything is clean. However, if a person is aware of the fact that you still have some particles, you notice that there actually are particles of cheese in your teeth, or vice versa, there are particles of meat in your, in, your, in your teeth, you must remove those particles. That does not require you to make it wait another six hours. So a person ate a flesh of a meal, waited six hours, is about to sit down to eat his pizza, and he realizes he has a little, bit, a little piece of meat in his teeth, he has to remove it, but then he can go eat, the, he, he can, he can, Rinse out his mouth, rinse out his mouth, and eat the, the milk. And vice versa, if he would have a piece of cheese there, he would do the same thing in regards to flesh. Before getting to flesh, the milk, the milk, I'm not sure where to get to. Uh, the question which always comes up, I always get this once in a while, with the fine flesh. So I'm going from flesh to milk, so what's the definition of flesh? So the question always being, I, I cooked it together with meat or I cooked it in a flesh pot? It wasn't a clean pot, you know. I made a part of made a part of a thing, but you know, I didn't really clean, wash out the pot beforehand. So, flacious means flacious. Number one, if it's actual meat. Number two, if it's something which is cooked with meat. So I, I, I make a stew, meat and potatoes, and I said, you know what, I'm not in the mood of eating the meat right now, I'll just eat one, eat the potatoes. But the potatoes were cooked with meat, that also generates a lot of waiting six hours. If I cooked it in a flacious pot, even if the pot was not clean and there was residue of meat in the pot, I do not need to wait six hours. So that's a fair. So that's a fair. Uh, um, so would that be the same as frying? So, for example, if a restaurant is frying chicken nuggets, and in the same fire they'll do French fries separately, in the same oil. In the same. Is that oil. considered a residue, or is that considered the oil now is mamish fleshik, and therefore you've cooked the French um, fries in a fleshik it's oil? A, it's a good question. Um, my assumption over there that, the, that, that that's more than just residue that mm-hmm. actually absorbs the flavor, and that's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I have to think about that. 
let's say I have, I have we know that there's something called a double if a sharp like an onion or something like that let's say and sharpness absorbs flavor in a much stronger way so let's say I take a flesh of kapata and I cook something para which is sharp with double chorif and now I want to eat milk afterwards also that I do not need to wait six hours it's only if it's something which is actually uh, actual flesh um, can you have it the same meal you could have it in the same meal just not at the same time I mean, you can't have one side of your dish something that was cooked in the flesh of and one side of the milk and coke pot, even if they're... No, 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 not milk and milk and I'm talking about I'm talking about eating something okay. cooked in a flesh chicken pot, something and then and then and eating that together with milk. That you can do. You something which is cooked in a flesh chicken pot, but it's power room. Something cooked with milk pot and it's power room. That's not a problem. But the problem is if you have something which is which was power room but cooked in a flesh chicken pot, um, so I could I could eat that and then eat milk immediately afterwards. I cannot eat it together with milk. Okay, going from flesh to milk, so that's pretty standard. Everybody's familiar with that, that the, the idea that you have to wait six hours. They're actually did it in the Gomorrah. The equal in the Gomorrah could be the, the, the time to wait is actually one hour. Um, there's a minute of three hours, which is everybody grapples with to, to explain where that comes from. Three hours, it seems to be difficult to understand, but there is such a minute. Um, but the, the, the Taz comes out that the six, hour, six hours really is preferred, and therefore... Um, a ben should, he says, should keep six hours. And a person who you know, wants to keep, uh, be careful in a law, should keep six hours. Where's the idea of the, as long as you're beyond five hours and into the sixth, it counts? Um, it's not mentioned in the Shukun <coughs> The question is, <coughs> the Gemara does not mention six hours at all. The Gemara says, they, 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 the Gemara says, from Suda to Suda, they would they would wait they don't they would eat flesh in one meal and the next meal they would eat milk things. and the cheshman being that the shortest day that gap would be, they, they only ate two meals a day time <coughs> more they ate a morning meal and an evening meal <coughs> the shortest day that gap would be would be six hours that's where the six hours is calculated from but once you're saying it's six hours it's not clear in the Gemara so someone suggests once you have a mix, you have like a different partial hour that counts like a, like a full hour that's where it comes from it's not standard aloha that Rebbein Kotler actually held like that and in Lake Yeshiva that's, that's what they do they serve flakes for lunch and they serve milkless for supper even if it's not six hours as long as it's in the sixth hour and I always get you know calls from Tamina of mine and say Rebbe what, Rebbe, what do I do mm-hmm. okay um, what is called eating flakes <clears throat> so a person um Simple case: person takes something which is actual flesh and he puts his mouth, he chews it, and he swallows it. No shall you have to wait six hours. Let's say he chews it; he doesn't. He, the person chews up food for their their child; they do not swallow it. So they swallow without chewing. So the law is either those either of those scenarios: if they swallow without chewing or they chew without swallowing, the person has to wait six hours. However, if a person is just tasting the the, the flesh broth to see it's okay. There's no, there's no chewing and no swallowing. You do not need, need to wait six hours in that situation. A person would be tasting something flesh without chewing or you swallowing. You to wash your mouth and do everything you properly. Correct. You just have to do, you just have to do kinuch and adokha and then you could, you could have milkers afterwards. Um, okay. One second. Let's see if there's anything else I want to cover. Um, going from 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 um, milk is to to chicken. We said going to milk is to, to meat. You have to you have to you have to do kinuch and adacha. It's actually, like, but that's only if you're going to meat. 
um, you're going to, to chicken, make sure that you're not rikarokit, you just have to make sure your hands, you wipe your hands clean, and you do not need kinuch unless you actually see, if you see cheeses there, you'd have to remove it. Okay, let's...